Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along. Um, we are about to delve into a festive Yuletide history box and have a bit of a rummage around. And what we're going to examine and explore is the video of the 1984 Christmas classic Last Christmas by Wham uh, with its video which we've all seen um, don't lie you've seen it seen it many times you haven't, haven't we yep yeah, and if one you of the most watched it, videos ever I bet I'll bet it is let's have a quick look on the YouTube and see how many views it's got actually that won't really work out because on the Wham official channel they put up um, they put up various versions of it. They did a 4K version, I think, where they tarted it up. Um, there it is. That, uh, that that's a, well. Oh, they replaced the original one. It's at 731 million views on YouTube. So what they did was they add that one up and then they put it up, they replaced it with the 4K version when they tarted it up. 731 million views. Um, almost as many as uh, this podcast has had listens. Um, the lyric video, 15 million views. Add that on top. The pudding mix, which is the extended version, 68 million views. So, you know. Um, and of course, nowadays, one of the things it's most famous for is um, the Whamageddon craze, would you call it? That people yeah, indulge in at the beginning of December. Every December, and isn't it? What they do is people try and avoid hearing Last Christmas for as long as possible. <laughs> it's a strange game, really. It's, it's a sick game. <laughs> uh, I think it's perverse. I think it's. it's, it's I think it's if you played this game, you are a sexual <laughs> pervert, and yeah. I am happy to go on record to say that yeah. you are. And it you might not the, realize you're a sexual pervert, but believe me, there are things in your subconscious that are all wrong. Yeah, it is the product of diseased minds. <laughs> it's fucking Christmas. Why would you not want to listen to Last Christmas by Wham? <laughs> Plus, as well, as someone pointed out on Twitter the other day, um, these days, all of the uh, royalties from streaming and sales all go to AIDS charities. Oh, is that right? So, 
what you should be doing instead is playing Last Christmas over and over again. What you need to do before oh, you go to bed. Playing Whamageddon, are you? Oh, so you don't like people with AIDS. You don't think yeah. they deserve care. You're okay, AIDSist, fine. are you? Yeah, yeah, you're an AIDSist. I thought I thought we'd got rid of shot of you people in the eighties, but clearly not. Uh, yeah. I would say to me it makes more sense all this Christmas stuff. Like the build up look, it's fine. Some people and Christmas isn't fun for everyone. I'm I'm a Christmas lover. I'm a friend mm. of Christmas. I think you're mm. the same. But it's You not- like to call yourself in December you like to rename yourself Christmas Chris. Christmas Chris, yeah. yeah. I, I Here love, comes, I Christmas, love all, Chris. the, all the things about Christmas, but some people don't, and that's fine. I mean, for some people, it's a sad time for various reasons. M- me personally, I n- one thing I've never understood, and Whamageddon is a big part of this, is the anger that people have about how early Christmas starts. Because I'm like, well, Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year. Right to me, that's the, the official so song. The more it's official I song get of it, that, yeah. the better. And one thing is for certain to me, the build-up to Christmas is the best bit. Christmas is the build-up. I was thinking this last mm, night. Christmas, is Christmas the Day or Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day. Yeah, kind of. They're, yeah. they're just a small part of it. It's all about the anticipation. Yeah, it's the, the anticipation and, and these bits where it starts seeping in slowly in November. Little bits, little clues here and there, and you just mm. get a little frisson of excitement, and mm. then it builds and builds and builds, and you know the music's on the radio, the decorations are out in the street, and you know, and it just starts to sort of like raise your spirits a little bit. I mean, mm. the whole point of it being in the middle of fucking winter is when everything is getting pretty bleak, right? You're tired, it's dark, it's freezing, blah blah blah, and so that's like why it's such a good festival. For me, if you're going to do any sort of game avoiding Christmassy things, it would make more sense to do it once Christmas and Boxing Day have passed because that yeah. is when, to me, it can get a bit depressing. I mean, it falls off I, cliff over the it? years, I've talked yeah. about it before, I really badly struggle, um, better these days, but over the years I've really badly struggled in the Christmas perineum period, it's right? A com- it's a with calm my, down thing, isn't it? With my mental health, I really, yeah. you can feel suffering. This year, I'm getting a fucking puppy on the 27th to sort mm. of combat that, right? Brilliant. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, and I think that after Christmas, Christmassy things can feel a little bit miserable. Yeah. To me. Everyone's yeah. different. But to me, I'd be like, I'm up for a game where you avoid Christmas songs from the 27th onwards. Yeah, okay. You know? Well, but that, that's the thing. It's a come down, isn't it? You get the adrenaline and you get the yeah. build up and up to the adrenaline of it all. And it's then so it's a drop off, isn't it? You've got the darts, though. You didn't get in the darts. Yeah, no, so I, that's, that's the one that's time that I do. do watch darts is like on yeah. every year at Christmas. It's one of the key things that I do. I'm not like, you know, I'm not sort of as into it as you are, but I will always have a bit of a watch of the darts during that era, during that yeah. period. And of course... My, you know, yeah, I mean, one, one Christmas I went up there, got myself into all sorts of trouble. But, yeah, um, yeah it's a good Christmas tradition. Len the usually watches it with me. That, yeah, they're moving that to over Christmas as a stroke of genius. It's just complete. It's giving yeah. Christmas a shot in the arm. That it's giving needed. it a new meaning. Because it's, it's extended for me, the Christmas period for everyone. The, 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 the perineum, the Christmas perineum, the perineum thing, sporting yeah. entertainment used to be provided. It still is, but the, the centrepiece of it, when it came to sport and athletic endeavour, was World's Strongest Man on Channel 5. Yeah. That's always in that period. 
probably warrants yeah. a deep dive of itself at some point because World's yeah. Strongest Man is always a good sort of Christmas watch, isn't it? Mm, definitely, yeah. I like. But, I mean, what can I say? I like seeing strength. I like seeing strength in action. Yeah, and competition. Mm. Yeah. Um, anyway, Christmas, Chris. Um, so, so, Wamageddon. I'm looking at the. <laughs> Hello. Let's go Wikipedia. Hello page. and welcome to Christmas strength. <laughs> That's what they should change it to. Well, it's like, that's the thing. What what made them put it on at Christmas? What made them associate strength? It used to be, who was that guy who we used to talk about quite a lot? Because he just kept... John Inverdale. Yeah. <laughs> Inverdale's worth a fucking deep dive. I mean, Inverdale was just always making cock-ups, wasn't he? Like, yeah. he was just like, he was he was more partridge than partridge at times. And uh, but then they switched it to Danny Wallace, who I'm a big fan of, and uh, I thought that was an interesting move because he's like a, a, mm. a funny and erudite person. Um, who I think Jim was... Richardson do it last year. Yeah, I think actually, Jim am I imagining got his hands on that, it now. Danny? I'm just going to check this. I might have dreamt that Danny Wallace did World's Strongest Man. Well, what a dream that would be! Yeah, well, I, yeah, I dream about Danny a lot. Uh, I, I dream about him in, in all different sorts of roles and yeah. jobs that I would like and to costumes. see him in. Uh, yeah. He's like the Mr. Ben of my dreams. Um, the everyman. I'm not sure, actually. I think that he just maybe speaks and tweets a lot about the world's strongest man, so I got it in my head. He's just angling for the job, probably. He knew Inverdale's time was He'd almost He'd be fucking up. great at it. I'm sure James Richardson's doing it. Yeah, or did last James January. Richardson's good as well. Yeah, I mean, of course, the best would probably be either you want this. This traditionally would have been a great role for Peter Purvis before he retired from public. Oh art. yeah, yeah, and, and if not him, obviously our fallback on all these matters is Grace Jones. Yeah, yeah, Grace Jones would be superb. I think Peter Purvis would find it a little bit too, I don't know, gauche, a little bit too uh, full on. He prefers. Uh, he'd prefer Sheepdog Trials or obviously Kickstart, which is the motorbike equivalent of Sheepdog Trials. But um, the, the, there's rules to, to Whamageddon. Um, it's acceptable to listen to remixes of what, of last Christmas or cover versions of it. But you can. it's only about the original version itself. So you could listen to the six-minute pudding mix if you wanted to. Why is it called the Pudding Mix? Is that the name of the producer or something? Christmas Pudding Mix. Well, I don't know. There's something about the word pudding that I find slightly, like, unsettling. Nauseous. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Pudding. Pudding. <laughs> Put pudding. With the history box at the puddings. <laughs> pudding. One of my favourite Simpsons lines is when... Either Lenny or Carl. You know his two mates from the fucking... His yeah. Homer's two workmates. Yeah. <laughs> Someone throws a fucking thing and he goes... He gets it in his face and Carl goes, Ah! My eye! I'm not supposed to get pudding in it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's on medical advice. Yeah. Telling him not I'm to not get supposed to get it. pudding in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a great schoolboy thing, that isn't it? I'm not supposed to. <laughs> it's been told. Mm. Don't get pudding in your eye. Um, last Christmas, another thing about it, mm. which bothers me a little bit, 
and it's to do with internet online campaigns. Right. Which in itself are always pretty tedious. Um, Last Christmas was famous for being, um, it was the most successful best-selling song to not get to number one. Oh, yeah, because it was the same year as Band-Aid. It was the same same week, I think, as Band-Aid. So it got to number two and it stayed there for like four or five weeks but didn't reach number one. But it sold a fuck ton of copies. Mm. Like this is the year when Frankie Goes to Hollywood were at number one for like half the year Mm. with their two songs. And then Do They Know It's Christmas and then Last Christmas. There must have been a massive drain on the resources of vinyl in this country in 1984 because mm. just so many records were sold but it was always I was like oh well it, it, it was a great song sold millions of copies but didn't make it to number one but then of course um, there was a campaign for it to get to number one and I think it was the year after George had died because he died on Christmas Day which is oh, it's no. something something oh, else no. in itself um, I think it was the year after so there was this campaign let's get last Christmas to number one yeah uh, and it did and that kind of took the shine off it a bit for me I liked it that really? quirky little yeah oh, yeah you like that sort of anomaly that pub it, yeah. it had a special place in every pub quiz and that was yeah. taken away yeah but That's a lot of money would have gone to AIDS charities so console yourself true. with that this is true uh, and uh, in fact the the royalties from it first time round all went to the Ethiopian famine so it was double bubble for mm. Band-Aid so Band-Aid and Last Christmas, all that money went to the Ethiopian famine. So I don't know if that's a particularly widely known fact, but that's George Michael's um, generosity for you. Which yeah, George Michael was... Catalogued it, throughout it was the he was the closest we ever got to fucking Jesus Christ coming back. Well, the fact that he died on Christmas Day, I think, is a big clue. Yeah. That he probably was. I'm not that I, I'm not that up on, on my Bible stuff, my Bible mm. content. Although we have threatened to deep dive it before, which might be worth thinking about one time. There's a lot to deep dive. Yeah, it's a long fucking book. It's a, I've, I've heard it described as a slog. I recently through. saw a version of it in a shop called the Action Bible. Oh. And it's in graphic novel Yeah, that's form. more my cup of tea. That'll be good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know if we were to draw parallels between the life of George Michael and the life of Jesus Christ... The mm. bit where George Michael gets high and drives his Range Rover into a Snappy Snaps, I'm yeah. not sure what bit of Jesus's life that would kind of relate to. Because Jesus did have his ups and downs, didn't he? It weren't all miracles. Well, there's not there's that, right? There's, and remember the time George fell out of a moving car on a motorway? No, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of his many medical run-ins. Um, towards the end of his life. That's a and bit of a me, Brian Harvey. He's, well, he's done a bit of a Brian Harvey type thing there, hasn't he? Falling out of a moving car, running yourself over. better than a Brian Harvey. He's probably trying to top Brian Harvey. Yeah. Jalapeño. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. He was treated for injuries following a bizarre incident on the M1, fell from his vehicle onto the motorway. To me, that's a miracle. Surviving that is a miracle. And driving into a snappy snaps and surviving is also a miracle. So this is what Jesus, the modern day Jesus miracles. And he died on Christmas Day mm. for our sins. So it's almost a reversal of the original Jesus 1 story. And this is Jesus 2. And he's kind of gone in reverse and then left us on Christmas Day in the same way that Jesus 1 arrived on Christmas Day. So there's a um, synchronicity, would you say? There is, yeah. The that's stories. the word that I was searching for earlier. You're right. You've hit it nail on the head. There's a synchronicity. And he, he brought a song out. He brought a song out called Jesus to a Child, which is, if that's not a fucking... Uh, fucking hell, I've, I've been dropping clues for fucking decades yeah. here. Am I going to get, am I gonna have to come out and fucking say it? Jesus, also, as a child. Also, last Christmas video mm. was the last time George Michael was seen without a beard. Fuck off, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. How do you know this? <laughs> I've been reading up on it. I've been doing <laughs> research on this one. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, last I know time. he was very. He was a guy um, who was very self-conscious about his appearance, mm. and I can relate to this because he was a, a tubby child, which I was too. And then, like me, he blossomed into a very handsome adult, right? Yeah. And um, but he remained self-conscious because those scars take they don't heal, right? No, I bet. And um, so he. He continued to be very worried. And so the beard was, he was very self-conscious about the shape of his boat race, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Famously, he only had his, his he would only be have one side of his profile photographed and whatnot. Yeah. So I think yeah. the reason he committed to a beard long-term was to sort of provide his face with more flattering angles. A lot of people do it for that reason. Mm. But it's a shame because you look at him in this video and I have to say that I think this is George at his most gorgeous. In this video, um, yeah, I think probably yeah. I mean, because you know, because the the hair is at its fullest. The hair I think that's a, is, that's a reflection of his beauty. This is peak George Michael hair, yeah. right? This is when you think of George. Shut your eyes, think of George Michael. This is the haircut yeah. you see. This yeah, is the haircut yeah, you see. Yeah. But he doesn't have it all the time. You know, there's various different haircuts even during the Wham days. But this is this George in this video is what the eighties. This was eighties George Michael yeah. in in its purest form, and he good. looks wonderful. And the hair. I mean, we're doing we we've committed to doing three episodes on this video. We've barely talked about it really, it already and we're already like it's be six. Yeah, but I I genuinely think we could do at least one episode on the hair alone. I mean, I'd be tempted to get a celebrity hairdresser on to help us analyse it, in all mm. honesty, because I think it warrants mm. that kind of analysis. You know on yeah. hair adverts where they go, 
they always try to do a bit of like faux science on um, shampoo commercials about how certain shampoos repair your split ends or what have you. Mm. And it'll be Cheryl Cole or Jennifer Aniston or whoever. And they'll go, right, if you don't fucking believe me, have a look at this. And then it cuts to scientific (laughs) graphics where it zooms in on one strand of their hair. And then it goes really deep into the strand. And you see what they claim are little hair molecules. And they get zapped by the shampoo. This fucking three quid bottle of shampoo you just bought up at the fucking Asda's. Right. And they get inside your hair and they zap it and they repair the hair molecules. Right. Mm. Then that's what they claim the shampoo does. How do they get away with it in terms of the um, advertising regulators? Well, I think they probably turn around to the advertising regulators and go, well, we've got a laboratory and we've got fucking amazing... We've, we've, we, we've, we've got seen the labora- We've got the laboratoire gone here. Yeah. What have you got? We've seen it. We've got a fucking microscope that can go right inside there. We've seen this happen. Well, and then if you're an ad revenue, the ad regulator, you go, well, fucking show us. go, show you. We fucking put it in the advert. That's it. Damn. How do we know it's real? Well, how do you know it isn't? If you can fucking you know? disprove it, fine. If not, we're putting the ad out. How do any of us know anything's real, Paul? You yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, enough of this. Bye. The advert's going out tonight unless we hear otherwise. Right? Anyway, that kind of scientific deep dive is the sort of thing that I would like us to do into George Michael's hair. Yeah, get right inside it. Right inside the hair inside with a, with a hair scientist. I may I I know quite a lot about this because I I once like sort of produced um, a show on behalf of L'Oreal, right? Okay. Um, it was hell. yeah. It was uh, it was quite an experience. It was a very stressful job, right? Oh dear. I, I, it was a job I fell into, and it was like they wanted to make a, a live streamed online show called mm. love at first color right right okay you might even find it on youtube i didn't appear in this show i was a mastermind figure right right and Svengali. Uh, yeah i put it all together got the writers got the director mm. blah 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 and uh and it was in a live thing in a studio and it was supposed to be like a girl, girls night in right okay. and all these girls I see were, why they got you in yeah well i just left heat so i can't right. tell you People often say to me, oh, hey, what was the best gossip you heard? It was the worst celebrity, right? And I'm like, listen, I got a bit of that stuff. But to be honest, fucking more than 60% of the job was about hair. Hair, 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 right? Yeah, the readership, once you get under the skin of the readership, you realise they want to know about celebrities' hair. Their beating heart is their hair. Their hair. You know, the hair's the thing. Whether a celebrity is liked or disliked, how you regard them, whether there is interest, whether you will sell copies if you put them on the cover. So much to do with the hair. So I was banging to hair at this stage, right? I wasn't passionate about it. I just knew a lot by osmosis. Yeah. So L'Oreal said, do this show for us. So I so I did it. And on it, they had to... Um, these girls all had their hair died at the beginning. They'd never had that they were they were hair colour virgins, right? And they had to Blimey. they had to apply the hair dye at the beginning of the show and then they'd do various different items in show. It was a bit like you know it was like it's like one of those silly Saturday kitchen shows, but it was about hair. Mm. <laughs> right. Why that isn't a thing instead, instead of a Saturday kitchen instead show. Instead of food baffling. Instead of food it was yeah. hair, right? Yeah, that should be a thing. The you host can, was a this, great I'm, presenter. I'm bugged by these shows because you can't smell or taste the food they're fucking making. Yeah. With hair, if it was Saturday Hair Kitchen, 
You could look at the hair and admire it. Um, I'm trying to remember the the presenter's name who I hired. I can't remember her name. Oh, right. Let's see if you know who she is. She's really great. Her name's Cherry Healy. Have you ever seen oh, yeah. her? I've seen Cherry her before. She's, B- she's BBC Three type. Yeah, that's it. Presenter. Bubbly. Yeah. Very fun. Yeah. Fun, bubbly, intelligent. She was great. And she's like, right, girl. So she's playing the part of who's the Saturday kitchen guy? James uh, Martin. Jim, she was the James, James Martin, Ma- yeah. She was the James Martin figure. And we were led to, mm. led to believe that this sort of sassy kind of New York friend style apartment that we dressed the studio to look like was hers. And she'd invite these girls around and go, right, girls, we're all going to dye our hair. Then we're going to do some interviews with various people. And then at the end, we're going to do a big reveal of what your hair looks like and whether or not you like it. Um, so there was jeopardy, of course, because you thought, fuck me, this is live. What if they take the thing off and one of these girls goes, I fucking hate it and I'm suing you. Luckily, they didn't. But Yeah, that could have been bad. What I'm getting round to is we had to find three real women mm. to be the guests on this show. Hair, colour virgins, right? Mm. And there was a casting. And I'm not, like, this is what happened at the casting, right? I can't remember where we sourced these women from, but we put the word out and just ordinary women between a certain age group, they came along. But they had to, L'Oreal are so particular about the way in which they present themselves and their products. You have to have really incredible hair to be anywhere fucking near one of their ads or TV shows or whatever. Mm. So these girls are coming in. I, as like the producer, I'm sitting there clicking, right, what's your name? Yeah, great. Are you available on these dates? Da-da-da. Sign this. Just talk to us in the camera. And they say their name, whatever. All right, you'll hear back from us. But then a guy turns up, quite young, quite straight looking, really, quite Mm -hmm. quiet. He's introduced to me with some sort of fanciful title, like L'Oreal's Executive Hair Analyst. Right. Okay. Yeah. Each time one of these girls steps in front of the camera and introduces herself, says who she is and all that, he then walk gets up, says stay where you are, walks in front of the camera, goes up to her, mm-hmm. takes some strands of her hair, and feels them between his thumb and forefinger. Yeah. For a few moments. Oh God, I thought you meant when you said takes some. I thought like no, no. Out. He just, it's really weird. They're stood there looking awkward and he's just stood. Yeah. This guy, he's in a suit and he's just rubbing their hair and examining just it really closely. It, almost. Yeah. And then he goes, okay, thanks. You can go now. And then he makes a few notes. They mm. don't know what he's writing down. I don't know what he's writing down. Mm. But he will reveal later in the process which yeah. ones have the correct level hair. Okay. And he'll go, as soon as they go, I go, she was nice. And he'll go, no, no, hair's no too chance. thin. You will, hair's too you will never see that person again. Yeah, we'll have a, we're going to have a shot, and yeah. she leaves. She for already the knows too of much. Coming along, yeah. think, thinking that she had the right hair for this. He said to me about one girl goes that the girl one of the girls did goes that was incredible hair. He was blown away by. It. I said really goes I've never yeah. seen hair like it. Thick, Freak hair, thick, healthy, perfect. I've never seen hair like that. And then he went, apart from Cheryl's, of course, meaning. Cheryl Tweedy, Snay wow. Cole, right? Because wow. he, he was like, she at the time, I don't know if she said this, she was the face of L'Oreal. 
And yeah. I thought it was because she was just a very big celebrity at the time. Certainly she was the main cover star when I was at Heat. She was the one that shifted copies for us. But he said, no, more important than fame or anything to us is hair quality. When we pick yeah. a celebrity and give them a contract. And she has the best quality hair that any of us in our organisation have ever encountered. It and was that's just a, why she's a, ours. A, a, a piece of luck and coincidence that she was also a famous member of Girls Aloud. Yeah. Um, but but she got that job because of the hair. They just said the hair was incredible. So that was a fascinating insight to me into the world of hair, professional hair analysis. Yeah. I had no idea. I mean, to me, hair's hair. I don't know about you, Andy, but I'm like, well, yeah, well, hair's hair. Stuff on your head, isn't it? Yeah. God knows yeah. I wouldn't mind a bit. But, mm. you know, I didn't realise there was such a big difference between one you person's barnet and the next. You wouldn't even want it to be Cheryl Tweedy's hair if you, you were going to get some hair. You'd just have any any old fucking hair If I hair could have around, any hair ever, <laughs> it would be a toss-up between George Michaels mm. in the last Christmas video yeah, or probably early era Elvis in a nice big quiff. Oh, yeah, very good. I mean, the, of course, the modern day George Michael, I would say, is probably Charlie State on BBC Breakfast. Oh, he's got good hair, hasn't um, he? Nobody for can a, touch that. For a man of his Not age really. as well, yeah. His hairline's yeah. still in perfect tact, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, incredible. Um, so George, George's hair at this point couldn't get any bigger. There was nowhere for, for it to go. So in 85, it was he cropped it a bit, it was trimmed down, and he, mm. he grew the beard. So this was the last time we saw George... Uh, clean shaven uh, and the hair was at its fullest as mm. I say there was nowhere else for it to go it couldn't get any bigger if it got bigger they would have had a problem it, yeah he would they have, would have some had some to kind start of paying tax system. on it yeah and that's what everyone avoided back then wasn't it paying hair tax hair tax yeah they're like listen, yeah, it was so big listen you're going to have to end up moving to like Monaco or mm-hmm. somewhere like that because if not we are going to be hit with an extortionate um, tax bill for this barnet of yours so yeah. it's up to you George you either get a trim or you leave the country We've we, the accountant says you're allowed back in the country up to a maximum of 30 days a year before mm. you become a domicile yeah. right now if there's want? a way you could leave your hair in another country and come over here without it I don't know but you know you're going to have to think of something yeah so um, I think we'll leave it there Okay. We've made progress of sorts. Um, there's no rush with this one. It's the fucking four and a half minute video we're trying to look at. Mm. Uh, so we much get around the video it. at some point. Yeah, we have to look. Yeah, we, we've got a, it's a three sixty degree assessment. Mm. We don't mm. just look at the video. God's sake. I think we've probably covered the hair now, but we'll see next time. Yeah, I think next time we'll look at the recording of the single because there's some interesting stuff about that as well. Oh yeah, great. And he wrote it as well. I was thinking about it the other day. There was a story. Uh, there's a quite a good story about when and how he wrote it. I think he wrote it during the FA Cup final, one year I in don't the middle know of May. That. I didn't yeah. come across that, but we'll we'll find out. Um, what was the 1984? FA it would Cup have been final? the Everton 83 Man Cup final, which would have been Brighton Man U. But I don't know. Maybe it was before that. No, you know what George is like? He'd always go, "Oh yeah, I wrote that when I was six. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And I, I kept it out my sleeve. Yeah. Well, we'll find out next time, hopefully. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.